Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to another Ars Blog Arscast on arsblog.com in association as always with oleole.com, the football community website. Hope we find you well this Friday morning uh, or whenever you might happen to be listening to this. Uh, coming up on this show, we have got a review of what happened last Sunday. I know, I know, I know, it's all right, don't worry, don't worry. We have to talk about it, though, don't we? We do. We have to talk about the Chelsea game and the consequences of the Chelsea game, um, as well as looking ahead to the Liverpool games. And who better to help us look ahead to the Liverpool games than the Mug Smasher? We have got a scouse extravaganza of football coming up uh, next week and the, and the week after. It's uh, three games in six days against Liverpool. So the Mug Smasher will be here to give us his thoughts uh, on the Champions League and the league. We will have a player history, of course. Uh, what else is here? Boué is here. We, we've got some talk shite radio and the usual other bits and bobs going on. So there's no avoiding it. There is just no avoiding We're going to have to go talk about Chelsea and what happened last Sunday. Now, we knew going into this game that three points was uh, absolutely vital, considering we'd drawn the last four games and 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 given what came before our game was was the fact that Manchester United were playing Liverpool. Now, Manchester United beat Liverpool 3-0, which meant they went six points clear at the top of the table. That's some pressure. And unfortunately, um, yeah, things didn't go quite according to plan against Chelsea. We took the lead with a very smart goal by Bakary Sanya, who's really sort of up there in the top three, isn't he, of our players of the season in terms of consistency and the way he settled into the side. Uh, it was a great goal. Sadly, he got himself injured, and more news of that uh, a little bit later on. He got himself injured, and we didn't really reorganize well. I thought Abui went to right back, Diaby came on and played somewhere, and somebody went somewhere, and then someone went over there and went there, uh, and it didn't work. Uh, Drogba scored two goals. First goal, you could argue, offside, couldn't you? Yes, you could, because he actually was. The main point that I made on the blog during the week was, of course, that John Terry... Uh, performed in a very unsportsmanlike way. Now, not that we're surprised that John Terry would do that, are we? We're not at all. Uh, Ibuwe put the ball out of play for some reason. It does irritate me that one, not particularly about Ibuwe, but just that rule in general, that unless the referee stops the play, don't put the ball out. And Arsene Wenger should be telling his players, don't ever put the ball out until the referee says, you know, blows his whistle and says, stop, put the ball out. We have to bring play back. Because it was only Joe Cole. I mean, even if Joe Cole was really, really injured, who gives a fuck? So we should have kept playing. But the convention is, of course, that Chelsea should have given us the ball back, either by a goal kick or kicked it back to the center halves or to the goalkeeper. But no, John Terry put it out for a throw in there, our corner flag, and they attacked that throw, and they didn't let us out, uh, didn't let us have the ball easily. Uh, And from that spell of pressure, 
their first goal came. Now, this means, obviously, that, you know, John Terry is a big, huge fucking cunt. We knew this already. Uh, The second thing, of course, is that they were offside. Um, The third thing is that, uh, in the air, uh, we weren't very good at centre-half on Sunday. Um, The first goal, Gallas missed the header completely. Now, I know there was a whole offside thing going on, uh, but he missed that header. And then he got beaten in the air by uh, Anelka for the second goal. Um, Anelka flicked on. Colo Toure tried to... I don't know what he was doing. I think he was doing an imitation of a starfish in the middle of the goal, and Dragpa uh, scored the winner there for Chelsea. So, uh, in the air, we we weren't particularly good, and, and what struck me was the way that they stood off Drogba all game. They didn't challenge. They allowed Drogba to, you know, pretty much take the ball down and do what he wanted with it all the time. Now, Drogba's a big, powerful man. I realize that, and, and you know, he he's strong, he's muscular, he can shield the ball well, he can get himself in a position where it's difficult for the centre-half uh, to get there. That's fine. But once the centre-half challenges, you know, you're going to make life a little bit difficult for Drogba in return, aren't you? So, um, yeah, that was disappointing from my point of view. I thought we should have attacked Drogba, you know, possibly with bats and planks of wood with nails sticking out of them. But failing that, we should have at least made life difficult for him uh, in the air. Um, Arsene Wenger critical of the defence afterwards. And, And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But on the other hand, we weren't much of an attacking force. Uh, Robin Van Persie still finding his feet, still finding his touch. Adi Bayor uh, struggling because I think all around him people are struggling as well. And I don't, you know, I said on the blog, I don't believe he's he's falling for the hype or he's he's thinking he's Thierry Henry or thinking anything. I just think he's trying to get involved. And yes, he is drifting left. Uh, but I think that's more to do with trying to get uh, on the ball or try and do something. Uh, we were effective earlier in the season when we put crosses in for Adi Bayor. So, really, you know, the manager needs now to come and say, look, Adibayor, you stay in the middle. You guys actually just get some crosses into him instead of passing backwards and backwards and backwards and and backwards and sideways and backwards and backwards and, you know. So it leaves us six points behind Manchester United, two points behind Chelsea. Now, now, it's obviously going to be a huge uh, tall order to get anywhere near the league this season. Uh, Having let the five-point gap go... Uh, it's now difficult to be six points behind. But it's not all over. Not all over. Uh, We've got to play United. Chelsea have to play United. Liverpool have to play Chelsea. So there's plenty of games. We, of course, have to play Liverpool. So there's plenty of football still left and plenty of time for uh, things to turn around. However, however, uh, as we spoke about last week with Amy a little bit, that possibly we're paying the price for, for having a squad that's just a little too thin and a little too thin in areas where we would prefer it not to be. Um, and that's wide uh, on the midfield. Uh, we're, we're struggling big time there. Uh, Ubuwe is not the answer. Diaby is certainly not the answer. Hleb is not the answer on, on uh, in a wide position. Uh, Rosicki's always injured. So we're falling back into that old trap of, of everything coming into the middle. And therefore, we're not making any space. And it's easy for teams to defend against us. And we're not, we're not you know, creating too many chances, etc., etc. So it's annoying a little bit. But it is a bad run of form, and as bad a run of form, I suppose, uh, as we've really seen under Arsene Wenger, the only good thing, or the only positive thing, I will say, not the only positive thing, but one of the positive things is that these spells of bad form don't tend to last too long. So I'd be confident that we can certainly turn it around this weekend 
against Bolton and, and hopefully then uh, take that and build on it and get some momentum between now and the end of the season. Pretty much everybody has said we need to win all seven games if we want to uh, have any chance of the league. I think that's absolutely true. Certainly seven wins in seven is not beyond Arsenal Football Club. It's not beyond this team either, but there seems to be just a little bit of a crisis of confidence uh, going on. So uh, it's whether they can get over that little mental block that's going on or whether or not they perhaps now will think, well, the league's out of it. We'll concentrate on the Champions League. I know the manager has said we won't do that, but, you know, uh, what the manager says and what the players do are sometimes very different things. So overall, I think the point we're trying to make here is that John Terry is a fucking cunt. And um, if anybody disagrees with that, uh, speak now or forever, hold your peace. I think that's fairly unanimous, don't you? There were also some stories about William Gallas this week, but uh, we'll leave those uh, for a little while and talk about them later, because I've been going on for too long now. need this kind of uh, interruption thing. This is all, it's all to do with your attention span, you see. If I keep talking and talking and talking, you, you just, you're going to go to sleep. Uh, so, uh, to, uh, to discuss the games coming up against Liverpool, the Mug Smashers, the nefarious Mug Smashers, is indeed... Uh, the Mug Smasher. Uh, hello, Mug Smasher. Hello there. Um, it is an unprecedented occasion. Three games against Liverpool in six days. Yeah. 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 And as much as, you know, we're sick of the sight of you already, yeah. after after three games in six days, we're really going to hate you. Or you're really going to hate us, one or the other. Uh, a little bit of both, mm. perhaps. Perhaps, indeed. Um, let me ask you, are you... Happy to be playing Arsenal at the moment? Uh, would Ar- would the uh, Arsenal of a couple of months ago given you more worries? Yeah, probably, mm. uh, considering Liverpool's form a couple of months ago. But uh, the Champions League is a bit strange, really. We could be playing shite in the league, and uh, we can go out and beat Inter Milan. So it's bizarre. It's really hard to call. Um, I, yeah, I'd rather not be playing Arsenal at all, ever. Who would you, who would you rather play? Uh, Schalke. <laughs> Fenerbahce? Yeah, Fenerbahce are decent. Schalke have some players, but no, I'd rather play Schalke. Okay, but you can't play them. You've got to play us. Yeah. Given the fact that, you know, as you say, uh, Liverpool's form has been kind of shite, and then you go out and you beat Inter Milan, um, we could say the same about Arsenal a little bit, in the, in the sense that, you know, we've been kind of shite, uh, apart from that one game uh, against AC Milan. Or the two games against AC Milan. Really, I thought we were very good in the first game, but particularly in the in the San Siro. Um, would you be a little afraid that Arsenal can turn it on in the Champions League? Well, you have to turn it on at this stage, don't you? Mm. And if you can't, then you shouldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wise words. <laughs> um, I, I'm just back from the States. Yeah. They taught me that. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think Liverpool might sneak it. I yeah. think we might progress. Why? Because we we've been to more finals than you lately. Right. Um, but you've lost the same amount of finals that we have lately. Lately. Yeah. Yeah. You've also won more than us lately. Yeah. But five more than you. Not lately. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Five, yeah. Uh, I still fancy Liverpool. I don't know. He has a he has a way of of beating teams in the Champions League. Teams that he can't beat. In the Premier League, like Chelsea, for example. But I, I don't think it would be like the Chelsea games. I think there may be a little bit more football involved. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Where's Arsenal's head at the moment? It seems to be a little bit wobbly. It's up its own arse, yeah. I believe. 
Um, yeah, it's it's not good. But I suppose maybe with the league out of reach, uh, we've got two teams here who who see the Champions League as their their only way of getting any silverware this season. Yeah, uh, the difference is that Liverpool have uh, Everton breathing up their arses. Yeah. Um, excuse the pun. Um, pun away. Yeah, but uh, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Mm. It's really, it's really difficult. I mean, I, I fancy, I fancy us to lose the league game. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think we'll get through. I don't know why. I just, I have this feeling. We're Somebody make the final, and we're probably going to win. Last week on the uh, on the the, the Irish cast, Amy Lawrence said that that really Arsenal only needed to win one game, and that was that was the league game. In the sense that we could we could draw you know a nil nil let's say in the first leg at, at Ashburton Grove and then we could win the league game and then a, a score draw away would see us through in in that kind of fashion. Well, um, they, do you think it could be that kind of cagey or you know I mean it's difficult to see one team beating the other team three times in a row. It's just not. I yeah, don't that won't that. that won't happen. Arsenal will beat Liverpool in the league. Um. And and Liverpool will progress in the Champions League, and I'm not sure how. The same applies at what Amy said the other way round. Mm. A score draw on the Emirates and nil nil in Anfield. Yeah, Liverpool um, more than capable of that whole nil nil stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, but who knows? I, I Jesus, it's too hard. It is. But I do fancy for some reason, and everything's turned out nicely for me lately. So, come on. <laughs> oh, you think this is about you? Yeah, it's all about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, what else has turned out nicely for you? Somebody crashed into my car. Oh, <laughs> that's generally not a good thing. And the insurance is going to fix all the other things that were wrong with it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, any uh, insurance people listening, you, you know, <laughs> just in case. No, nothing, nothing. There's no, no fraud going on here. No, not so heavy. In terms of the Arsenal team, uh, who have Liverpool got to pay most attention to? Uh, well, Fabregas, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, a midfield battle. Mascherano is going to do his best to, uh, to to keep Fabregas quiet. But you know, you keep Fabregas quiet, and then there's other players who can do it. Leb hasn't been playing well, but you know he's capable of uh, of tearing teams apart when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, Flamini is is uh, is all action, non-stop midfielder. He is that. And sometimes when when Fabregas is off the boil, Flamini steps up and with an assist or a, or a screaming goal. Mm. Uh, Adebayor has gone gone off the boil a little bit, but you know he's a, he's a quality quality forward. If Van Persie is a, if he gets his touch back, you know he's he's so dangerous. Yeah, well he got some uh, got some minutes in in midweek uh, for Holland, of course, which will just get him that little bit of match sharpness. Yeah, there was did, one he, time, wasn't there, in the Chelsea game we were watching that, and and if uh, if uh, Van Persie with his proper touch. Yeah. Been, actually, there were a couple of occasions. There was that one shot, but there was that other one where we had that break on and he just pushed the ball too far ahead. Yeah, yeah, his touch was a little bit off. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, he's still making the right moves and, and, and uh, he's still fast and a quality player. So mm. he'll find his form at some point. He's a dangerous, dangerous player. Yeah. But you've quality all over the pitch, you know. Apart from a buoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is a gobshite. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no Sanya now, so I don't know who'll play right back. Uh, do you know something about Tanya that I don't because we haven't got any injury news on him yet? No, really. I, I'm jumping to conclusions. Well, I hope your conclusion is wrong because I think we, we, we do need Sanya to come through those uh, to come through those uh, three games well. He's qu- he is quality. Yeah. I think he's been one of your players of the season. Absolutely. Mr. Solid, consistency. Yeah, yeah, solid, dependable, gets forward. Yeah. Uh, Abue even gives the ball to him now. He, he didn't earlier in the season. No, he didn't like him, I don't think. I think he was angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, yeah, but there you go. Uh, and then I suppose, you know, we have, I don't know who you'd be worried about, Torres and Gerrard. And Torres that, and Gerrard, I suppose. And not really it? anyone else. Well, yeah. Well, Torres, because obviously he's a very good player and he's adapted to English football a lot, you know, quicker than anybody might have thought. Uh, and, of course, he's in good form at the moment. Gerrard, because, you know, just he can score a goal from miles out or near in or you know yeah but crouch would worry me yeah from yeah. the point of view that uh, i'm sure rafa benita has won't have forgotten that at anfield last season well it was last season it was yeah, yeah. a crouch hat trick and he just he just killed toure and gallus in the air yeah 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 he has to start yeah do you reckon yeah. he oh, will though oh he has to start he has to start at the emirates yeah no question hmm you saw how uh, Gallas and Torre didn't deal with Drogba. Now, I know they're different animals, but, uh, you know, Crouch has four inches on Drogba or five inches. In the inside leg, or are we... T- <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the in, tall... In taller. the tall bit, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he has to start. All right. Liverpool well, win, will win the Champions League. There you go. There is a bold prediction. Yeah. yeah. We'll beat Manchester United in the final. Well, I have to say, if it was down to you and Manchester United in the final... I would really hope that it's, you know, it's a Liverpool win. Yeah, of course. And I, and I hope this time, if you push a wall down, it kills all of them. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop I shouldn't that. say that, No, I? no, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Will we leave that in? Probably, yeah. yeah okay. You, you know right. li- your listeners better than me. <laughs> I'd like to distance myself from that joke, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good job. You, you didn't laugh, Harry. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that's it. Uh, Monk Smasher, of course, we won't be we won't be watching the first game together, no. um, which will be unusual. You know, in a big game like this, because I won't be here next next week. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will I will text you during the game yeah, at, at crucial sure. moments. I'm sure you will. And I will probably, you know, well, I hope not to call you a cunt or <laughs> use the word cunt at all. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, you In probably fact, will. Unless it's what an awesome cunt Sesk is. Yeah. That was a cunting fantastic cunt of a goal by yeah. Van Persie. Van Cunty. Yeah. Or look at fucking Reina, the cunt. <laughs> What's he doing What's on the floor? <laughs> the big spastic. Yeah. No, he's a good keeper when he wants to be, and I think he wants to be next week. I, I'm so. going to sneak into your house to feed your pets, and I'm going to smash your fucking mug. It's already leaking. It's broken again, so yeah. smash away. Right. It will have no effect. I might just smash your windows instead. <laughs> All right, then. Um, well, uh, I'd love to wish you good luck, but you know 
yeah. that I don't mean it. Go fuck yourself. All right, then. Mug Smasher, we'll talk to you on another Arsecast soon. Okay, take care. Good luck, everyone. Except you Arsenal fans. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was the Mug Smasher. This is Talkshite Radio. And that's why it's now legal to have a monkey driving your car. We'll have more traffic in an hour. Welcome back to Talk Shite Radio, talking shite about sport 24 hours a day. Coming up a little bit later on, we have got Guillaume Balagay in studio. He'll be giving you all the latest news and gossip from Spain, including those transfer rumours. You know the ones, the ones he claims to have such intimate knowledge of, but none of which ever come true. But you love them, don't you? You just lap it up. That will be on a little bit later on after Matt Letitia's beauty tips. Now, though, we go to the phones, it's John in Dublin. Eh, uh, hello there. What's on your mind, John? Eh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about, uh, you know, in the Arsenal-Chelsea game when Arsenal put the ball out for a throw when a Chelsea player was supposedly lying injured and then John Terry went and kicked it down into the corner flag. Oh, I think that was a bit out of order, you know, he should have given the ball back to the Arsenal keeper and it was from that that Chelsea scored, you know. Well, John, you'd know you were from Dublin, you bog-trotting, whiskey-drinking, spud-eating Mick bastard. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what John Terry did. Arsenal didn't have to put the ball out, did they? Did Chelsea ask them to do it? No, they did not. And John Terry was perfectly entitled to put that ball right back in the corner flag. JT is a man of honour, a man of integrity, dignity. He would never do anything that would besmirch the game of football. What's that you say? Taking the red card out of the referee's hand? He was helping him. It was a heavy car John Terry wanted to help the referee. What do you think about that, John? Yeah, I think you and John Terry are probably the two biggest cunts I've ever fucking heard in my life. Uh, uh, uh. Can we not get some sort of a time delay on this? Get back to your own country, John. Coming up, Guillaume Balagay, Matt Letizia, and, of course, Bradley Wright Phillips nightclubbing tips. We'll be right back. Talk show radio. Talking shit about sport 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. More from Talkshite Radio on another Arscast in the very near future, no doubt. Now, there's been lots of talk about William Gallas this week, uh, the captain. Um, he's a player that's uh, divided opinions. Certainly, he's, uh, he's never been one of my favorites, but he's done a reasonable job this season. Certainly a lot better job than, uh, than he did last season. He wasn't captain, of course, last season. But anyway, leaving that aside, uh, there was the, uh, the behavior at the Birmingham game. Now, um, I thought it was a fairly, fairly much a dereliction of duty not to defend the penalty, but given the circumstances, um, you know, his his sitting on the pitch crying thing. While nobody would say that was a great display of captaincy, I don't think anybody would say that. Uh, there were mitigating circumstances. We'd just seen Eduardo with his leg broken, last minute penalty to cost us the points. Uh, Bakary Sanya's brother had died that week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, you know, you've got to hold your hands up and say, look, players are human. These things will happen. It's not brilliant. You'd prefer it to be better, but but there you go. Um, there were some comments that people brought up about Theo Walcott, which I don't think uh, really uh, are too out of order. I think you know what he was saying about Theo was that he's got to work hard, which I think is uh, which I think is reasonable. There was the uh, incident then on on Sunday before the Chelsea game, where where he was filmed uh, giving a, a team talk on the Stamford Bridge pitch. Now this, um, a number of people suggested that some of the players weren't weren't particularly impressed by it. There was a story in the newspapers that uh, some of the players thought it was phony, and, and I looked at that clip and I thought, yeah, you know, some of the players just really aren't very impressed by this. Having thought about it a little bit more, I think some of the players looked uncomfortable because they knew that it was being filmed. They knew there was a camera there. They knew there was a microphone there, which is fairly unprecedented. 
you have to say. I don't think I have ever, ever, in all the years I've been watching football on Sky, I don't think I've ever seen them get that close to a team during the warm-up and actually listen in on what it is that's being said. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, I think Gallus made a mistake, not so much in what he said. I mean, he's not the most eloquent of speakers. Uh, and what he said is probably no different, as Good Player pointed out on his side, what, to what he's been saying all season long. The mistake was to not take it indoors, to realize that the players weren't comfortable, to realize that he was putting himself in a position where if all things went wrong in the game, then, then he was open to this, kind of, to this kind of ridicule. Now, I know Arsenal complained to Sky about this, and they're right to complain to Sky, I think, because, as I said, I've never seen it happen before. So you just like to think that a, a player of his experience really should have should have known better there. What I would say about Gallus's captaincy this season is that he does seem uh, at times to have uh, picked and chosen his games. He certainly wasn't interested in the Carling Cup game when we got beaten 5-1. And he wasn't interested in the FA Cup game at Old Trafford. And some people would posit that that game uh, has um, been the cause maybe of a number of our problems. That since that game, we lost such a great deal of momentum. We haven't been able to regain it. And as a captain, as a captain, you can talk all you want, but you've got to show that uh, you're up for it 100% of the time, 24-7. Not just because, okay, it might have been better for Arsenal to go out of the FA Cup, maybe. If that's what we were going to do, you think about it now, maybe it wasn't. But if that's a choice that's made, but, you know, you've got to give 100% in all the games. And the other players, professional and all as they are, if they see the captain doesn't really care about a game, then it's, it's, uh, it transmits itself, I think. So while the criticism is probably uh, a little bit over the top, there are justified criticisms of his captaincy. It's his first season at it, so maybe he'll be better next season. Arsene Wenger has come out uh, in defense of him, saying that, uh, you know, uh, the same captain that was, uh, you know, given all the praise uh, when we were five points clear, you know, it's not so bad now that we're six points back. Uh, what he did point out, though, was that Gallus's performance on Sunday was not particularly good. And I'd say that will sting the pride of Gallus, and hopefully it'll it'll turn things around. The questions remain for me over the Gallus-Toure partnership at the centre of defence. I think it was uh, fairly harsh on Senderos to take him out of the team. I thought Gallus and, and Senderos were very solid. So they were, even though there were some goals conceded. It might just be... Uh, worth looking at again and perhaps that might come at the expense of Colo Toure because we have bad news in the sense that Bakary Sanya is injured which is bad uh, he injured an ankle against Chelsea on Sunday and the news came today uh, that he's going to be out for about uh, three weeks at least three weeks Arsene Wenger says it is a big blow because he has been a revelation for us a fantastic player so the options I suppose uh, to replace him at right back are uh, Justin Hoyt, who hasn't really played an awful lot. There's a Boué. Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Boué. Oh yeah! Welcome to my home. I am Boué. Boué like medicine. Top three Boué medicine. Number one. People say Boué suck. It's true, when a boy have sore throat, a boy always take lozenges. Number two, aspirin. Without aspirin, 
Blood get like gravy and heart stop. A boy don't like gravy heart. Number three, a boy medicine. Pills. A boy love pills. Because one pill make a boy larger. And one pill make a boy small. And the one that a boy mother give you don't do anything at all. Go ask a boy when he's ten feet tall. You go now, man. Tune in next week for more At Home with a Booey. Oh, baby. Or, or, being a bit revolutionary here, you could bring Sandoros back into the middle of defense with Galas and put Colo Toure at right back. And to me, that is as strong a back four as we have at the moment. Clichy, Sandoros, Galas, Toure. That, to me, is a strong back four. Putting a Boué or Hoyt at right back, I think, weakens us considerably, given how good Sanya has been. And considering the importance of the games we've got coming up, yeah, I think that's something I'd really consider, to be honest. The danger is, of course, is that you've got, you know, your only three centre-halves on the pitch at the same time. If something goes wrong, then what are you going to do? I suppose you just then you use a Boué or you use Hoyt. Uh, in that position. But uh, I think, uh, given the quality of the opposition we've got coming up, don't forget it's Bolton, Liverpool, 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 Manchester United. Right? Uh, you ask yourself, do you want Hoyt or do you want a Boué uh, at right back? I'm not sure I do. Not sure I do. Anyway, uh, what about uh, less talking for me and, and um, a player, player history? And then we can look ahead to the uh, Bolton game. Yes, player history. Guten Tag, this is Jens Lehmann, and this week I will be doing the player history. This is because I really don't have anything else to do at the moment. Of course, the man in the bar has allowed me to do this, and it is a very nice gesture, but this does not mean that we are friends. Today we are talking about a football player who used to play for Arsenal. This is why it is called the player history. In 2001, Arsene Wenger paid £8 million for Francis Jeffers. Of course, we know that the manager has a degree in economics. I suspect that he probably forgot all the economics he learned when he paid this much money for this footballer. In three years at the club, he spent many times injured and scored four goals. Then he left the club, and now he plays for somebody else. The end. Another player history on the next Arscast, whenever that might be. Yeah, I'll explain to you more in just a, a few moments' time. We have got Bolton on Saturday, and even though I seem to have said this line mm, quite a lot recently, the, the, the three points are absolutely vital. Vital. No, we really need to win this fucking game. Come on. We haven't won since since Blackburn, 2-0. And that was in February. We're now heading towards April. This is the last weekend of March. I mean, 
That's really shit when you th- I'm depressed now, thinking about that. Bolton, of course, will be scrapping for their very lives right in the middle of the relegation fight they are. Uh, they do have some decent players. I suppose you're better facing a Bolton without an Elka than a Bolton with an Elka. But then it might have been better to face a Chelsea without an Elka than a Chelsea with an Elka. You see what I mean? What a troublesome boy that Anelka has been. Um, obviously, we've got a decision to make in terms of the team. Who plays at right back? Would the boss be uh, slightly worried about playing Ebue and Theo on the same side together? I know I would be. Justin Hoyt, as we said, he played in midweek for the reserves, so maybe he's in there with a chance. Uh, you know, frankly, I'd do whatever I could to keep Ebue out of the team. Well, that's just me. Obviously, Arsene Wenger doesn't think that way. I think, obviously, Ebue's got some pictures of Arsene Wenger doing something that Arsene Wenger doesn't want anyone to see. Is uh, you know, probably reading Mad Magazine. Something not quite highbrow enough for him. But anyway, we should have Diaby back. Woo, Diaby. Hooray, Diaby. And hopefully, Robin Van Persie can continue his rehabilitation and get going with some goals. Uh, I do fancy us to win this one. I can't. I just can't see us uh, putting a worse run together than four draws and a defeat, considering who those four drawers, drawers, draws, indeed, were against. So um, hopefully we can kick the fuck out of Bolton. And, and, you know, even though Sam Allardyce is not the manager anymore, it would be nice to stick one nail, at least, in Bolton's coffin this season. So, uh, that's really about it, though, for this Arsecast. Not much else to tell you. Next week, there may or may not be an Arsecast, and I would say the probability of of there being an Arsecast is about 2%, because I'm not going to be here. I'm going away on Sunday, uh, and although I'll be able to keep up with the blog, uh, producing an Arsecast while away from home isn't going to be terribly easy. So, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, if I can bring my microphone, and maybe I can do something uh, but then again, uh, I doubt it. Though, though anything's possible, you know, I wouldn't rule it out completely, but, you know, it's really, really, really unlikely. So, uh, so there you go. I may try and, and put some thoughts together about the uh, the Liverpool game, and maybe I can get the old mug smasher on the phone or something, but, you know, I could also be in a bar somewhere, drink a beer or, or mojitos or, or something like that, you see. So... I don't want to raise your expectations or anything. That's why I'm just saying, you know, maybe it'll be a big surprise, but there probably, probably won't be an Arscast. So until the next Arscast, which is likely to be, you know, not next week, but the week after, because next week I'm... All right, until the next Arscast. Talk to you all next week on the blog. Um, take it easy. Bye-bye.
And that is exactly why Barack Obama is going to get the Hispanic lesbian hunchback vote. Uh, if you're driving through the city, Ventura Highway is absolutely bumper to bumper. We have reports of Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan down there having a minge off. So if you can find an alternative route, you do that. This is Radio Nova coming to you on 738 kilohertz AM on 102.7 FM in stereo. I'm Sandy Crack, and this is the All Request Show, playing the music you want to hear for the people you want to dedicate it to. Right now, for Colo Toure and William Gallas, this comes from all Arsenal fans. They say you'll understand why we're playing this for you. Van Halen, jump on the Nova. Yeah, yeah, I got a drink. I think. Can you imagine Britney Spears and fucking Lindsay Lohan having a minjo? Fuck, like putting two scorpions in a shoe. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 